What's up, my dogs? We're back with a new pot. And now that I'm looking at the screen, I can see light. And I think this is one of the very, very few times that we're recording it during daylight. Boys are back in town. We're on time as well. First for everything, <laughs> isn't it, Tom? There's a first for everything. New year, new me. It's only taken 17 days. That's what I said at the gym, because I always forget my gym card every time I go in. Well, I, I kind of don't really forget it. I just don't take my wallet. And I've been going there for about five months, and every time... They uh, have to let me in. They get really fed up. Um, and then the other day, I brought it for a change. And they were absolutely amazed that I had it. Said, they were surprised. New you're, year, also, new you're also very used to uh, people recognizing you. Ah, oh, that skipper, let him through. No. no well, no? there they, they try and keep me out. They never give me a towel as well because I haven't got this premium membership. This is one of the things that really winds me up, right? Me and Laura are on a joint membership. We're both pay, meant to pay the same amount. And for some reason, every time she goes there, she's on a platinum one, they give her a free towel. Every time I go there, they say, I'm not. And I say, and I have to pay if I want a towel. Obviously, I don't pay £1.50 for a towel. I have to bring my own. Um, but it really winds me up because sometimes I don't have a towel because I forget it. And I have to use hair dryers to dry myself. And I say to them, why is she allowed a towel? Then I'm not. So oh, she's platinum. I'm like, yeah, we're on the same membership. And they don't care. They wouldn't let me have it. So I'm standing there in the, shack, in the change rooms, two hair dryers, just drying myself. Isn't it because you look a bit economy? You should like... Yeah, I just look really, economy. Laura looks a bit more premium. You look a bit like economy, <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> I haven't saved... I haven't got the air miles yet, have I, to, to upgrade? Yeah, exactly. So how's the week's been? Got any highs and lows this week? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple of lows. One's a bit of an embarrassing low. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I think I can guess because many, many people send it over. <laughs> but has there been a lot of people send it over? Yeah, quite a few. So I, I was doing uh, a, a running race the other week, the uh, County Cross Country Championships, and um, when I was the, when I was doing it, Tyler was filming the video for me, and I'm sat there on the chair just answering a few questions, and I didn't realise that my bloody shorts had got a hole in, right where right where Colin would have the hole, and uh, I'm sat there, and then after we upload the video, and then people are like, look at 36 seconds in or something like that. I'm like, oh bloody hell, my balls are showing, aren't they? Um, and, uh, yeah, a shitload of people have noticed it. Like, to be honest, they must be bloody eagle eyed because it literally just skips through it and you can't, you doesn't spend much time, but yeah, basically I've got a hole in my shorts right where your private parts are and, uh, some bloody YouTube. But what I would say is I'm just taking inspiration from Colin guys. Like Colin goes True. balls out. I was going to go balls out. So I got my balls out to go balls out. <laughs> you got to go balls out to go balls out. That's uh, very they true. They say, be careful what you wish for, mate, because it might come true. If you want to go balls out, you might get unlucky and they might actually come out. It's funny, though, because this might be the week of Colin, the balls out do, because I've had a massive low as well. Last week, I showed up to, at the swimming pool with the kids. And mind you, this is only the kids that are um, um, a few of them, like six or seven, that are able to swim still at the club and uh, and I can. But they are top top swimmers, so we're in the same pool, but we're not swimming together. You know what I mean? They and just I, let you in because they know that if he has another month off swimming, he'll never get anywhere. So they're like, we've got to keep him going. Basically, just out of courtesy. <laughs> anyway, um, I showed up, wanted to change, and then I forgot my swim pants. So I said, oh, "Coach, I uh, I need to build this one. I forgot my swim pants. I can't swim." So I need to go back, and uh, and he was like, "Oh, just ask one of the kids if he's got a spare one." And I start laugh. Uh, I started to laugh, and he's like, "No, I'm serious. Ask one of the kids." 
And uh, I went How over to How old was the oldest kid? How old was the oldest one? Well, the oldest one is up and around like 18, 16. All oh, right. So that would have been all right then. Exactly. Get... That would have been all right. So uh, I asked a couple of the older boys and they said, no. Nah, it probably nah, pissed in them. It probably pissed in them there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then the smallest guy in the squad, he's literally like 160, maybe. Uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I've got. I've got a, 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 another pair, but I'm not sure. I don't think it will fit you. How and big said, is he? Uh, he's about 160. One. What do you mean? One. What height wise? Yeah, one meter, sixty centimeters. And how tall like are you? Uh, one eighty. Oh right, bloody hell! Twenty centimeters difference. Yeah. Is exactly. he skinny? Is he skinny or is then, he stumpy? And he's mega skinny. And then he's got these uh, swimming pants, like the classic swimmer ones. Oh, so not the ones we were, we were always wearing, but the very, very tiny ones. And he said, I've, I've only got this one. And, I, and he said, but it's not going to fit. I said, I'm going to make it fit. So I went into the changing room and I had a fair bit of skin escaping the lycra, but I didn't care because I wanted to get a swim session in really, really bad. So, uh, Wow, that's dedication. Uh, that is dedication. And I'll that tell you dedication. what, mate. It's genitalia freedom and it's dedication. And if, if it doesn't work out as a triathlete, you could always try it as a lady boy. Like, if you can fit into them, mate, no one will. <laughs> you grew your hair a bit longer, the blue eyes, long blonde hair, you'd, you'd, you'd probably be quite a successful lady boy. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, have you got another high or low then? Um, oh, my bloody grinder's broken for my coffee machine. Um, and they want to charge me a fortune to fix it for what it's worth. It's so annoying. It's, it's meant to cost like 600 quid, and they want to charge... It's just out of warranty as well, which is even more annoying. Um, otherwise, it would have been free. And then they want to charge, like, £200 for, like, a call-out fee and 30 minutes worth of work, not including the parts. Like, oh, God. That, that's like, shit, isn't it? Because uh, them things are so expensive, but then repairing an older one... It broke when we went on to go away to Malaga, mate. I was grinding the coffee. Really? Take, yeah, grinding some coffee to take away with me. And it just suddenly stopped working. So you didn't have any decent coffee for the last couple of weeks then? Well, no, I have got a spare grinder, so that's all right. But, like, um, I need to get this one fixed. All right, fair enough. I've got another massive low of the week. And um, this is actually a bit of a weird one. So I've got an elevator in the building. And I got into the elevator, and there was another dude in there. And he farted, like, really, really bad smelly fart and the elevator went one level down and he got out and I was still in the elevator I was like I need to get out of here like ASAP so then I had to go all the way down but then the elevator stopped on another floor right and then like four or five people got in like a whole family and everyone was saying like oh oh that smell what's that <laughs> smell yeah yeah someone farted and the only guy in the elevator was of course was me and I felt the need to say that it wasn't me but what do you think if you get into an elevator and everything smells like poo that people don't believe it's <laughs> you, is it? they definitely wouldn't believe it so you. I've, I've, got... been, I've been being blamed for something i didn't do i have got one slight high um so yesterday i was riding along and i was out with my mate nathan we were cruising along we'd just gone out of the city and uh i'm on the tt bike because i've got to get used to riding it and uh this cyclist must have seen us like as we left the city and he obviously put a bit of a spurt in to uh, to catch us. And Nathan goes, "There's someone else behind us." I went, "What?" And he went, "There's another. There's a cyclist who's coming behind." I went, "All oh, right, all right." <laughs> and uh, he goes to overtake. I, I look back, and he's like overtaking Nathan. 
And then he like goes to overtake me and I went to say, oh, all right, mate. Like, and he just completely blanked me. But, ah, oh, like, uh, that's a bit rude. So I just upped the pace, up the pace. You know, when you just like up it, because I felt quite good anyway that day. So I just mm-hmm. upped it a little bit. And then, so he was like riding next to me. So it was just like burning his legs. I could see what power I was putting out. And I'm like, oh, I'm on the TT bike. So I'm obviously way more aero than what he is. Let's just, <laughs> let's just like crucify him. So I just upped it a little bit more, upped it a little bit more. And then the fit, the, how much of how much rejection is it when you go to overtake someone, they pull a little bit further, they pull next to you. So you literally can't get past them. And then you have to admit defeat and you go back to the end of the line. Unlucky <laughs> cyclist, mate. Get get in get in your get in, stay in your lane, mate. <laughs> <laughs> stay in your lane, kid. Stay in your lane, cyclist. Yeah, that's funny though. Whereas he thought, oh, that pathetic dude is on a on a TT. I know that's what he thought. Yeah, he's up up in the pace. He's them triathletes are pathetic. That's what he thought. (laughs) And then I went and we laughed him because, and then just after that, he turned off because he admitted he knew it was rejection. He didn't want to have (laughs) to admit that triathletes ripped him. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I've got one high as well, like a massive one this week. So. uh, a year ago, I participated in this uh, program, which is uh, this special forces thing. In, in the UK, it's called SAS Who Dares Wins. And in Didn't America, you injure called... a teammate? Didn't you injure a teammate? In <laughs> I didn't injure a teammate. I thought that was what you got kicked out for. You injured a teammate. You capped him. You kneecapped him. No, that was not a teammate. It was a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. yeah but he um, wasn't a terrorist, was he, that one? No, nah, he wasn't. But I, I had to get out in the final, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a shame. Watch out, guys. If Tom's got a gun in his hand, he doesn't oh, care I'll if you're terrorist you. or not terrorist. <laughs> he will kneecap you if you approach him. Well, anyway, um, Lawrence Tendam, a former pro cyclist, uh, he watched the show with his kids, and uh, his kids were like were massive fans of me. And uh, they always wanted to ask me a couple of questions uh, of the show. So last weekend I said to Lawrence, I'll, I'll come over to your place and then we'll do a, a nice long ride the next day. And uh, I came over to his place and he said like his, his kids were super nervous to meet me and ask me all kinds of questions about the show. And he said, it's super funny because he gets Tom Dumoulin over his, at his house or, or Wilco Kelderman or Nikki Tepsa, all them big t- Dutch professional cyclists. And he said, they don't get, they don't care any of that. They don't care any of that. But as soon as I said that you're coming, they got all nervous. They were dressed up like soldiers and they uh, <laughs> uh, barricaded his house and put all kinds of booby traps around the house. Really? It was, yeah, it was really, really funny. And then the next day we did this ride with his, um, speaking of the special forces, we as triathletes, we are the special forces, aren't we, of sports. So the next day we were going on this on this ride and he said, oh yeah, Sunday is an easy ride. Sunday is an easy ride. So it's about 100k. It's on a mountain bike. It's partly, it isn't really single tracks, but it's not really, uh, um, it, it's like a meter big path through the dunes. Um, and then about 30k's over the beach. It's quite an awesome loop. I did it for the first time. And they have got this group. Um, all the guys, they're all either former cyclists or uh, like pro cyclists, or if they've been doing like races or any of that, like mega competitive. They're all super fit end of 30 beginning of 40 riding three times a week like 100ks and then like really hard so they're all pretty tough and this was basically a race three and a half hour race and i didn't sit on a mountain bike for five months i didn't know the area or any of the tracks and what they were just going balls out all the time and putting like big dicks in and towards the end uh, of the first halfway loop um i was still in the mix with the last four people and that was towards the end and then some of the guys said 
oh, that new guy, he's uh, he's actually pretty decent. He can ride a bike. And they all thought I was like just an amateur starting out cycling. <laughs> they were like yeah. super amazed, like, who the hell is that? And I said, oh, I'm, a, I'm a triathlete. So then I'm like, oh, all right. Don't come again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come again. Another one surprised at the bike handling skills because all the triathletes are also uh, – but they thought I was just an amateur. They didn't really ride a bike, and then all of a sudden I could keep up with them. So we're like, huh? You should have <laughs> so gone, with, gone long with them, pretend you were an amateur. Yeah, it's my first time riding a bike. You guys aren't as quick as who I normally go out with. But that is, that is a really decent session, what they're doing. So they're doing it every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Sunday. And it's about 100K. So Lawrence does it these three days. And then two times of the week, they're going like really, really hard. And it's basically about three hours worth of something like 70.3 pace. But it's not steady pace because you're on a mountain bike. So it's constantly up and like down, up and down, up and down. It's um, it's really. I think my average heart rate was almost 150, and that's including all the easy bits. You'd have to go out with him again. Yeah, I'm going again. I'm going Whip to. You in shape, uh, mate. I'm going to Lawrence next week again on Monday, and then we're doing again uh, again on Tuesday. So and uh, we've we've got a training camp booked, haven't we? As well, we've booked a training camp. We're going to Girona. So Jan Fredino and all the other boys, watch your lanes. Yeah, and Jan, save me, save me that lane. <laughs> Don't get in my lane, Jan. <laughs> I want to clear your lane. I don't want. I, I don't want you swimming on my feet. <laughs> we're, we're basically coming for uh, for some jokes, laughs, and a bit of training. And we've heard that there's uh, decent coffee there, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, his his place. I've, I went to his place at La Comuna. It's got some really nice coffee, and it, and the lunch there is awesome. Get the kettle on, then, Jan. We're coming. <laughs> get the kettle on. We're get coming. <laughs> yeah, we booked a really nice place. We're going out with uh, five other people. And um, yeah, it's going to be a decent camp. We're going out for three weeks and decent. Yeah, looking forward to it. Finally, some better weather. And Noel, who's coming, TikTok extraordinaire, has got a shared room with your son, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he thinks I got, I've got kids. That's funny. I made him believe I've got kids and that he needs to share a room with one of my kids. <laughs> he starts and we've to been believe going it. Along, we've been going along with the story because he asked me randomly, has Tom got kids? I'm like, Tom, who's <laughs> And he's like, yeah, Tommy's got two kids. And then in the meantime, I'd actually spoken to Tom. So we've been going along with it. And Noel thinks that he's sharing with uh, Tom's six-year-old son, Jacob, who's well into TikTok and likes building things <laughs> in his room and staying up till three in the morning. TikTok till three at night with the, with the bet lamp on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a great laugh. Um, anyway, uh, still no races going on. Yeah, we've got Girona planned. Um, and yeah, we could go off to the main subject of the week, couldn't we? Yeah, let's go over to the main subject, the gym. Yeah, so this week we we actually want to talk about uh, mainly about gym routine, gym stuff, and uh, the characters as... and the characters you get in there. Like every gym must have their characters. Like I've got a few who I see every time I go, same people, and especially uh... the characters and the dynamics in the gym, as well as whether you should do any side training besides triathlon, for example, yoga, gym, or stretching. A bit of just just in, just a bit of generic uh, generic one. One thing I will say is, you know how much you do. You know how much recovery you need to have between each exercise when you're in the gym. Like from what I've gathered from looking around in the gym, you've got how many have, Instagram stories recovery do you need? Exactly. Yes, I was going to say you've got to be able to take a selfie of you in the mirror between the exercise because that's surely what i see everyone do all the regulars in the gym you know like we'll time our recovery won't we one to two minutes you know between efforts something like that these guys do it by like how many selfies they I, take i think you've got three types of people in the gym you've got the older people that are going there for the social bit they just want to speak to someone and have a chat then you've got the people that go there for the gram just flexing muscles in the mirror 
and uh, taking gram selfies and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got the hardworking people that are dedicated to do something in yeah, the gym. Definitely. That's exactly right. I, I, think, I think them three are the kind of people you have in your gym. Yeah, 100%. I'm 100% sure you're that Instagram kind of guy. Yeah, well, obviously. Like you want to make sure you got the got the content out there, haven't you? If 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 you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't get a picture, did you even do it? <laughs> how, how often do you go to the gym, Joe? Well, I've upped it to three times now. Really, three times a week? Well, it's not hard, is it? When you're just taking pictures in the mirror, it doesn't no, take much out of you. Now, now that you say so, I'm looking at the camera, and your shoulders have actually got a bit bigger. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no honestly are you going three times a week now yeah yeah three times yeah uh, all right so uh do you actually do something in the gym yeah i do uh so i do more mainly like lower body stuff and like leg you know legs and like core stuff like twice a week uh, mm -hmm. and then like the the other ones like more upper body um so like heavier like weights for the upper body uh for swim like more swim specific and then like on one of the other sessions i'll do a few upper body stuff but it's mainly like um legs and uh you know like the the abs and stuff like that but i do mm. like i do one really hard one got, upper body got to take care of the abs got to take care of the abs mate you know you know what they say don't you what way what way is it to the beach that way i know it's that way exactly <laughs> um all right so you do three gym sets a week i know previously you've always done two why are you yeah. upping the amount of times and the amount of hours in the gym well right basically now? just because after a swim and it's so easy to go to the gym because obviously i'm there there's the gym right there mm -hmm. and i was doing it on a monday and friday because they were kind of like my easier day you know easier days to fit in time wise but then on a thursday i was doing a long run and then a swim and I thought, well, I might as well do another gym session on a Thursday. You know, I fit, I, I finished training like earlier. I'm at the gym anyway. You know, I've literally just got to walk like two minutes to get there. I mean, my gym sessions aren't that long, to be fair. Like I'm normally, I time it when I go, when I start the first exercise and finish it when I, you know, when I do the last one, this half an hour. Um, so I'm in there three times a week, but it's not like I'm in there for an hour each time. But then I do go from like one machine. Then once I finish like the four sets, I go to another you know, one, do like four sets. So it's kind of like, it's pretty relentless. Not like some mm -hmm. people, you know, you're there for half an hour, but you're only doing five minutes of exercise. So I'm there for half an hour. I'm probably doing like 15 to 20 minutes of actual lifting the weights, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but I just find I get really good gains from it. Like, especially for the cycling, like doing mm -hmm. like all the leg press, the squats and everything like that. I find it gets me a lot more powerful on the, on the bike. Um, and to be honest, I found it helps me loads for the swim. But like when we were in lockdown, uh, back in January or November of 2020, I couldn't go for the swimming for a month, a whole month. And uh, I contacted a friend who's got a gym. And I started doing a lot of upper body gym stuff like twice a week. Like in the past, I hadn't done it because I, you always worry, don't you? Oh, I don't want to get too big, you know, for running and swimming. I mean, running and cycling, will it hinder me a lot? So I started doing a lot more of that. And then I found when I started swimming again, when the pools opened in December, my swim came back so quick. And I was able, when I went on training camp in Lanzarote, to swim nearly every day for two weeks. Because at that time I was injured, I couldn't run. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, so, but I could swim nearly every day and I didn't get tired. Whereas in the past, if I swam like say two days, I might be all right. But then if I swam a third day in a row, I'd be really inconsistent and I'd have loads of bad sessions every so often. Like they were quite frequently, I'd have a really bad swim session where I felt terrible. Whereas so I, would you say gym stuff is necessary for every every athlete yeah i think so definitely and i think if you're a lighter smaller athlete it's even more important because you can get more power well, you need the power 
Um, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, ideally, yes, but of course, uh, not a lot of people have got the time to do uh, stuff in the gym because you need to go there, do a gym set, and go back. So, yeah, but after up a until swim. a certain level, yeah, yeah, but not everyone is swimming over at a gym, are they? Um, and not everyone, for not everyone, a gym is beneficial. What do I, do I want to say with that? If you've got a really, really busy life, like a, a demanding job, uh, a family, um, whatever, and you're already training eight to 10 hours, you probably would be would benefit more from doing an hour extra work, of, for example, cycling or an extra run set instead of going two hours to the gym. Because it's probably easier to do that from your doorstep than going to the gym and back and do a set there. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends how easy it is. Like, if it is going to be two hours by the time you drive there, do it, and then come back, and you're not tra- you haven't got much time, then yeah, it's probably not going to be necessarily beneficial. But if you have got room in your house, you could always buy a few weights or mm-hmm. something and do something then, so you don't have to tra- travel anywhere. But if you can go after a swim, and you're at the pool anyway, and you do a swim, and it's just twenty or thirty minutes longer, then I think it's worthwhile. But yeah, like yeah. if you're just going to drive specifically to the gym to do thirty or forty minutes of, of exercises. Key exercises would be something like squats, lunches, uh, deadlifts, uh, lat pull down, just stuff yeah, like that. Single leg press, I think that's good. Single a lot of single, press. like I saw a really good video on Flow Track. So if you go mm-hmm. on the Flow Track website and there's one with Galen Rupp and Mo Farah in the weight room, I think if you search on the thing, literally search for that Galen Rupp and Mo Farah in the weight room, um, that is an awesome. Isolate video. the muscle. Yeah, and they do loads of really good exercise in there, and you should see them. I mean, they're skinny, those guys, but they're like pounding the weights. Like, they're doing massive squats and like uh, deadlifts and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. they say that when you're doing a lot of cardio, that you, you're burning so many calories that if you, it's really hard to actually gain the muscle and get bigger because you're, you know, to get bigger, you need to drop the cardio right down, eat a load of protein, and really like force it. You know, it's actually quite hard yeah. when you're doing so much endurance sport like we are. Mm hmm. So if you're an athlete, you're only training eight hours a week and you're happy with the life and all that, then gym stuff is not really necessary. But if you're that Kona kind of guy, you want to go to Kona, <laughs> meet Joe Skipper in real life and bark at each other like dark dogs, you're training 15 hours a week. And you're if you've spending, got an Ironman tattoo, you'll be in the gym, won't you? You'll be probably in the gym Instagramming yourself all the way for pathetic triathletes uh, Instagram uh, page and all that kind what's of stuff what's the instagram one that you got pit you got pissed off or they got pissed off you they tried to kick you out was it like babes of instagram or something like that or traff oh yeah triathlon babes uh that, that is a <laughs> so i think this is if you'd sexi- have had your tight this, swim this was done. sexism in its purest form so this isn't this was an instagram page it doesn't exist anymore more and it was just posting pictures of um women wearing very few lycra either on the bike at the pool or whatever and every time i posted an instagram uh, post or whatever i was always tagging instagram babes and i was just sending that page a message hey maybe you should feature this babe just taking the piss really and i was doing this with a friend of mine till all of a sudden he said hey listen up you're not a female we're not supporting your page and blah 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 and i said what what's wrong with my page what's wrong with my, my with my uh, thing so did he think posted... you're being sorry he thought you were being serious yeah yeah he did because this one time i posted up another photo of me in swim shorts and i said is this instagram babes worthy or something like that and he got really pissed off but how did we get to this one again um 
God, I have no idea. But one thing I will say is there's this girl that goes to the gym when I go there. She's there on Mondays. So like, I'm going to swimming later and I'll see her in there. She's quite slim. But, oh, my God, she's so strong. Like, uh, we were in uh, – I was in there with Techno the other week. And uh, mm-hmm. she was on the leg press and we were waiting to go on it. And, I I mean, you can't look too much at what she's lifting because, uh, first of all, she might beat you up if you see the amount she's lifting. And, secondly, uh, you don't want to get caught staring. But I mm-hmm. think she must have been doing leg press for, like, 200 kilos. Honestly, like, there were shitloads of 20s on there on each side. And I said to Techno, I said, bloody hell, mate, she's, like, doing more than what we do, you know. like, And we're, like, twice the size of this girl, like – you wouldn't think she was so strong, would you? And then I saw her doing something else like in there, like squatting. God, God knows how much she is. She's an absolute weapon, mate. Honestly, like if yeah. you were if you were on a night out and you were like chatting to her and she got pissed off, you know. So imagine you were like chatting her up at the bar. Yeah, she got pissed off of her. You'd be get you'd be totally screwed, mate. She could uh, she she could easily take on most of the men. I think honestly, she's stronger than most of the men in the gym. Really? Yeah, absolute weapon. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a gym? The weirdest thing. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen anyone use that neck thing. Really? No, I haven't seen anyone. We've got loads of people using that over here. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest thing. Uh, One of the things that I think is weird is when people take their shaving stuff to the gym. Oh, that's so gross. (laughs) That's so gross. Why don't you do this at home? Shaving your beard at my sink as well. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of the weirdest things I think because I just think it's disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. (laughs) Um, the weirdest thing I've seen, I, I don't even know what movement he was doing, but I'm going to post this video up on the uh, mockery group but if one, because I've once sent it over to a friend of mine. It was basically a dude. He was doing like 10% of a rep and then really fast, like just a weird movement. It just looked flipping weird. It's them people that need help in the gym, like really need help because they're either going to injure themselves or end up like on a triathlon mockery page. What about our mate Seb that made it sound like he was having an orgasm during a yoga class? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. We we once, uh, when we we're back in New Zealand, we were doing... Uh, we thought we we're going to get, we thought we we're going to do everything we can before Ironman New Zealand, exactly. didn't we? We needed every bit of support we could get. We wanted to get everything. So we thought we need to get in touch with our inner self or in a ghost. But- but and you were riding high there, weren't you? Because I remember going into the Ironman New Zealand, you won a fancy Garmin for winning your age group or winning overall the uh, Challenge Wanaka, didn't you? I, I like literally walked around the half marathon, didn't I? I limped home. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so I was going into New Zealand like uh, after a terrible race. Tom was going into it after the best race. And Tom, we somehow we got talked into going to yoga. I can't even remember how it came about now. But anyway, we're in the yoga class, and then what happened? What what happens? Oh, we went to a couple of different ones, and they were so funny, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did loads of yoga class all of a sudden, and um, we got into this class, and we were actually a bit late. So I remember you guys. The room was already full, and I remember you guys. You went up to the right side of the room, and there was only a spot all the way over to the left side. I was was sitting totally at the other side of the room. And we were in the middle of this breathing exercise, and um, the the instructor, the lady, she said. It's okay to open up and relax and breathe out. Like, I don't even know what she said, but then Sep all of a sudden starts to like moan or something in that class. <laughs> he started and, moaning, guys, honestly. It was so was, embarrassing because I was standing next to him, so people must have thought it was me. And <laughs> he, he was that serious. He was not piss taken. I was always pissing my tent pants because I was like, is he, is he, is he, is he fucking around? What's he doing? Yeah. So we were in a few different places. We were in Wanaka, then we went to Christchurch, and then we went to Taupo. And I think we did one in Taupo as well. And I remember that one in Taupo. That was really sexual, wasn't it? Like the way she got you in the positions, wasn't it? Can you remember? Uh, She'd like manipulate your body and stuff like that. 
Oh yeah, this was a private <laughs> class we did. There's oh, only like five of us one. in it, and you had yeah, to do three. a bunch. Fun- we were with the three of us, and then you had to do some funny chant at the end. Honestly, it was like joining the cult, guys. You think like there's there's people in the gyms. Yoga classes are like a whole cult of their own. Honestly, like it's crazy. It's actually quite funny now. It's actually made me think. I wonder what the yoga classes are like in Norwich. Are they like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to get into yoga after I got back from New Zealand, but then you've got COVID and all that, so I start. I, I didn't do it since. Yeah, I think. But that's I why do. I I do want to, a friend of mine uh, got into something like hot Pilates or something. And he said, Tom, that is a workout for you. You should try someday. So I'm going to try that hot Pilates. (laughs) Yeah, I can see you laughing. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. As well as saunas. I like to hit the gym as well. I had a sauna competition before Chattanooga. So I was in the sauna, and you know I'm terrible, aren't I, in the sauna? Like, I'm horrendous at coping with the heat. Um, well, not as, well not you're as bad, bad anyway. But I remember <laughs> I was in there, and people were like, yeah, you need, to do, you need to do sauna prep before an Ironman. So I was like, oh, well, Chattanooga could be pretty hot. So I was in there, and my target was 10 minutes. And I think I got to about five minutes in, and there was, two, there was like two guys that came in. I thought, right, in my head, I'm not going to get out the sauna until them two guys get out. And I was in there, and it got to about got to 10 minutes, they're still in there. Got to about 13 minutes. One of them got out. And I thought, yes, not much longer. And then uh, the other one will get out. And I was battling away. Honestly, it became a mental battle. And I was saying to myself, you've got to outlast him in the sauna. If you can't be- outbeat him in the sauna, how are you going to do well in an Ironman? You haven't got the mental strength. <laughs> and I was saying all this talk. And honestly, I was in a mess. I was absolutely dying. Like my heart rate was getting up to 130 something, which is like, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, that'd be like running like a six minute mile. And that's what my heart is. I sat in the sauna. I'm like pouring with sweat and I can see him. He starts playing with me. He's got a drink bottle there and I'm like <laughs> dying. I don't even want to make eye contact with him because then he might think that I'm trying to outlast him. And I just wanted him to think that I was uh, going to uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that I wanted him to think that I was a silent beast. And I think he was doing the same thing in his head as what I was. Got to like 20 <laughs> minutes and I just absolutely caved. I just had to get out of there because I think he did something like he sat, he moved to the top deck of the sauna. And mentally, he destroyed me because I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, all right, I did 20 minutes at the first level. Now I'm going up. To yeah, the and then he went up to the second level. And I was like, to... oh, man, he can't even be close to getting out. So he mentally, <laughs> he, he fucked me mentally. And then I he had said, to get. He probably said something like, oh, it's a bit chilly down here. I'm getting up a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I cracked. And I was like, fuck this. Like, what am I doing? Like, he, he can he can have the glory. Like, uh, I'm not I'm not cut out for sauna battles. And I got out. And I was like seeing these like little stars, like white bits in my eyes. And it took me about five hours that day before I started feeling myself. I was in the shower. I was had the shower on cold in the gym. I was pouring with sweat still. I got I, I got home and I just felt so ill. And I thought, I'm never doing this again. That was such a terrible idea. And I didn't even win. <laughs> did you do well in Kona after that? In Chattanooga. Oh, Chattanooga. Yeah, I did. But that was easier than it was staying in the sauna against that guy. If you put, if you said to me, you can do an <laughs> Ironman or a sauna battle, I'll pick an Ironman any day of the week. Them sauna battles are brutal. Yeah, I don't, I don't like doing it. Yeah, I like doing a sauna better with myself. But I'm so bad in the sauna. Give it a go. Next need. time you're in there, pick someone in there. You guys do it as well. When you go to the sauna, pick someone in there. They don't know that you've picked them, and you're not allowed to leave the sauna until they leave. And just put yourself in there and have a battle. Like, don't make eye contact though, because it's a red rag to a bull. They know that you're onto them. Then. <laughs> yeah. And... But I'm the kind of guy that would pick someone like Wim Hof of the saunas. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I did, and I it completely destroyed me, mate. Like, I'm scarred. <laughs> I said to Laura, I'm scarred to pick someone again because of my experience with that one. Honestly, it felt horrible. 
I felt so ill. Speaking, uh, going back to the uh, to the gym a little bit, I um, I actually think it's pretty cool to be able to um, um, lift some weights. I mean, we don't need to lift, for example, four hundred kilos, but to be able uh, to be functional fit, you know, doing some press ups or pull ups without getting really fatigued, just functional fitness. I think it's awesome, functional fitness. Well, if you what you'll probably find is when you first start going to the gym if you haven't done any for years, you do all this endurance stuff and you actually think that you're pretty strong. But actually, you're not, when you're not, you're not. Like when I started going to the gym after having not gone for a while, you know, with COVID and everything like that, I couldn't believe how weak I was compared to last time I'd gone to the gym. Can, and that was an eye-opener. You, you can swim five times a week, ride 500Ks and do 100K run a week. Get Stop the pot right now and try and do 20 press-ups. You're probably suffering, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> if you never do any of that stuff, it 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 it's uh, it's tough. But that's why it's bad, though, isn't it? To be that, and also they reckon that, especially for guys that are getting older, that doing weights is a good way of increasing testosterone production. You know, so like if you're getting older really? and you're lacking it, yeah, yeah, definitely. I need to get back in there. You need to get back in there, mate. You'll be like a rabbit, mate. <laughs> oh, you will. I'm, I'm, You'll be. I'm going to the gym. I am going to the gym. Let's go over to the bullshit buster of the week. And many people will maybe like this one, and some people will probably not. So we all love our carbon shoes for running faster. Like, who wouldn't want to run faster for less effort? But there comes a point where you've got to think to yourself, is this carbon shoe helping me? Like, Tom, what do we think, like, for people that are running a five-hour Ironman, run walking, and they're uh, wearing the fastest carbon shoes they can get their hands on? Is that really helping them? Um, it can probably even slow you down, I think. But um, first of all, the Bullshit Buster is here to save you guys money. And if you're indeed running a five-hour marathon, carbon shoes is just a waste of money because you can only run in them for 400Ks. And it's only, I think, them percentages, extra percentage, only work out if you run at a certain speed, isn't it? Yeah, you need to be running fast so to make the most of them, don't you? You know, if you're running like slower than five-minute K pace, it's not going to make the blindest bit of difference, I don't think, anyway. Exactly. So you could, might as well, run on, because them shoes, especially the Nike ones, are really small, and people get a lot of ankle injuries with them shoes. So if you're if you're planning on running a five- or six-hour marathon in an Ironman, get rid of the carbon shoes and just get some uh, nice and comfy Crocs or Rucks. Yeah, you just want the comfy shoes and uh, comfy something that feels nice. But like, yeah, if you've got a run-walk strategy and you're doing an Ironman, a carbon shoe is definitely not going to help you at all. Apart from drain your bank account, that's about the only thing it is going to. Uh, but that's the only thing it is going to be quicker at. It is going to help you in the pub to get some fast drinks. Bang to the bottom. Like, I remember our Instagram post a week a while back where uh, the girl was in the pub with the uh, with the mm-hmm. Nike Alpha Flies, and I, I get that. Who wouldn't want to get to the bar quicker? But in an Ironman, it ain't going to make a difference if you're running that slow. You know, if you're literally like walking, you know, for like a couple of minutes every every five or ten minutes, then uh, you best just uh, get in some walking boots. That'd probably help you more. Exactly. And um, on top of that, if you uh, if you don't get sponsored by any brand and get them carbon shoes for free, I wouldn't uh, necessarily uh, train in them every week. Just save them for race day. I try and avoid training in them too much as well. Because I personally think that get, you want that race boost. day. Yeah, you want the boost for race day. Like, I see some people that are running them for steady runs and stuff like that, and I'm thinking, Jesus. Easy like, runs, easy treadmill runs. Yeah. Wear them to the bar. They wear them to, to the supermarket. 
I know. Why would you want to do that? I want to wear like a slower trainer, something that feels okay, you know, fairly fast for like training. Uh, well, if I'm doing a fast training run, I want something that feels like I'm running <laughs> a bit faster, a bit faster than a sandal, but like, you know, so I feel good. But like, I don't want to use my best ones because you want that race day bonus when you put them in on, don't you? So when you put them on in race day, you're like, oh, wow, this feels fast. And then it's just a massive like confidence booster. Whenever I do a session or um, I see someone that I'm going to do a session with and they're getting out the carbon base, I suspect something. I suspect quite a lot. You know that he's going to try and rip your legs off, basically, don't you, if he's doing that, don't you? He's brought well, him to rip or, his A game. Or, you know, he needs every help he can get. Yeah, all that. You look at him and do you feel... Do you So you feel pity then. You see him and you think, oh, he's obviously not been going too well in training yeah. and he's looking to get all his gains today. Poor <sighs> boy. Do you say to him, don't worry, mate. It's okay. I'll We'll go to the cafe afterwards. I'll get you a coffee and we can chat things through. Yeah. You know, I'll sweet, whisper sweet nothings in your ear and, you know, Joe, just... It, in case you ever um, get to walk, run a marathon and you were wearing your carbon shoes because you were planning on running a 240 marathon, but you ended up doing a four or five hour marathon, would you take them off halfway through just to stick and prove your point? Take them off, mate, and walk barefoot. I'd be embarrassed to finish in that. <laughs> really? I'd give them away. I'd say, they didn't bloody help me that much, did they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, fair give enough. Give me the Crocs. Give me the Crocs so at least I can have an excuse. <laughs> that's the uh that's the advice boys save what? the money on the carbon shoes if you're not if you're not planning on uh if you're just planning on yeah i want to hear this instagram post the week because tom's like told me that i've been getting murked but he won't tell me any more Inst than that he's been saving it exactly instagram post of the week so someone sent me over a page um it's from cycling tips and it said spot it so this is a cycling page for cyclists Spotted, revolvers, aero disc rotor, fairings most are most definitely not usually illegal. Offer dubious gains and may hamper braking performance. So he's saying that it's uh, it's not usually illegal. It's a bit dubious and can can maybe give some gains, but it's hampering braking performance. That's absolute garbage that it hampers braking performance because it's just a plate that sticks on it. It's not actually attached. You know, it's not actually uh, let's, um, part let's go of the, the disc rotor. Let's go over to the comment section, Joe. Yeah, let's go over well, to your uh, cycling fans. Uh, what they say, I bet they're being a bunch of vendors, aren't they? Um, so <laughs> the first couple of people said, looks kind of fuggly to me. Then another one said, will it keep off the pee of my rotors? Hashtag triathlete. <laughs> like triathletes <laughs> ever pee on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> this is gross looking. This is ugly. I think it looks pretty good. I, I thought it looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, like a carbon brake rower. Like if, and then like... Uh, someone is going on about indeed hemping braking performance. We're talking about the disc brake rotor, which is new, not the wheel. By not having the cooling systems as Shimano does, it may get hotter and lose braking performance. Nah, that's so rubbish. Shimano brake has got these, these um, kind of windmill forming things on the brake pads. Uh, uh, break uh, discs, I mean. Um, the way it attaches, it doesn't overheat or, or uh, cause any extra heat. So uh, that is total garbage. This this sticker is dangerous and inconvenient, but I do love the fake Newtons. What, what, what have you... I've got no clue, but it, he, he quoted it like some triathlete would say. It. What have you got to say to these uh, triathletes? To the, they're cyclists, aren't they? The cyclists, sorry, to the cyclists. 
they've just got no idea and sightless just think they're better than everyone don't they like there's they're, they're the weirdest bunch of people you ever see you go on a group ride and you turn up for the first time and you get stared like you've turned up to a pub and you're not local don't you do you know what i mean yeah. like you went from round here boy you know that's what they're like aren't they they're like i i think sightless have got such a big ego like there might be one or two that are all right but most of them are absolute knobs aren't they this like, guy then of course, these things will only show up on a container room. What the hell has that got to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then the last one. Jesus, that's so ugly. Who would do that? Triathletes <laughs> are so weird. And this piece of equipment is dodgy as fuck with regards to brake safety. That is, I've used it for, for the whole year. Like, honestly, it doesn't even get hotter. Like, these guys have got no idea, <laughs> I, have they? I, I've posted that comment. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you really? I do that with triathlon mockery. It's kind of funny. People trying to mock Joe with his uh, his arrow spoke. Um, if you see, I think with regards to the uh, Instagram post of the week, mate, maybe um, maybe we should only get one if we get something really, really weird. Yeah, we need to we need some help with these uh, Instagram posts of the week and the bullshit busters. Something different it doesn't have to necessarily be a product. It can be uh, a train of thought that you've heard from like someone yeah. else or other things it can be a training myth it could be a, a nutrition myth or or um something really bullshitty -ish. um with regards to the instagram post it could literally be anything anything yeah um same well s same with like the bullshit buster as well like it can literally be anything can't it as well just something that you uh that you think sounds like bullshit training nutrition uh products anything just send them in obviously we'll keep our sources uh anonymous so you won't be named or anything because i know some people would be worried about sending something in in case we name them and say oh we got this from so and so but we wouldn't do that to you <laughs> exactly we would never uh, one thing sources. i would say as well as at the end bit different but if you wanted to uh listen to uh, a very inspiring uh interview with someone the uh a podcast the brick session did an interview with nathan ford who crashed uh, in a triathlon and uh, was told that he was only going to have three weeks to live. Like, did you hear about him? No, uh, I have heard of his story. It was literally I haven't heard about the interview. put in the hospital and told to his uh, wife and everything that he was going to, like, literally had, like, a couple of weeks to live, and that was it. So they went up to the hospital to say their goodbyes. Then he got told he was going to be on a ventilator for the rest of his life in hospital and literally, you know, not able to do anything. And now it's got to the point where he's actually walking. This is probably really? about, yeah, eight, eight months on. He tells his story, and obviously... How Where can people listen to that podcast? That's on the Brick session on his one with Nathan Ford, but it's a really good interview and uh, to hear his recovery, you know, because as well as recovering from that, he's been in hospital and uh, every time they've had a breakout of COVID with one of the staff members or something else, as well as trying to recover from such a serious spinal injury, he's had to be isolated for sometimes two weeks at a time where he's not allowed to see a single person or family member. So he's gone for a really tough time and it's a very inspiring uh, interview. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, check that one out. Um, nice one, Joe. Thanks for uh, mentioning it. Uh, anyway, everybody, thanks for uh, for listening. Make sure uh, to check out that interview. And we hope to see you next week. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>